Welcome to Doctor Who on the Rocks, a podcast where we drink whiskey, discuss the longest running show in science fiction, and arbitrarily assign points to find out who really is the best doctor. I'm Diana, and I've seen it all. And I'm Jen. I've seen nothing. We're discussing Ben and Polly. Yes, but first we're gonna remix it a little bit wah, wah. and do a wine of the week. Yeah. Bra, bra, bra. So this week we're drinking Black Girl Magic Riesling. Sweet. It is black owned. It is woman owned, and it is from the McBride Sisters collection. Uh, a little bit about it on the back. Nice. It is a uh, Black girl magic is more than just a phrase. It's a feeling, a look, a mood, a taste. The Black Girl Magic Collection is our personal ode to our culture and story inspired by the magic and resilience of Black women to be enjoyed by all. We created these wines to draw a parallel to the culture, beauty, and style of Black women as a means to inspire, inform, and invite in all who appreciate and respect what Black girl magic truly means. Our Riesling has notes of apricot, honey, and jasmine on the nose that transition into a mouth-watering, sweet and sour medley of guava, pineapple, and citrus. Hmm. Made out of California, 2020. I like it a lot. Yeah. Good choice. Thanks. I just, kind of, I just honestly, I was for walking like, through Target. For like not a whiskey. I guess this all starts with Debbie. So. <laughs> well, I was walking through Target today and I, and I saw the name and I was like, I remembered you like Riesling. So I, I like, do like Riesling. Like, and this huh. is a good Riesling. It is. I like it a lot. It's I'll good. definitely pick and it up again. And the price point is fair. Mm-hmm. It's like under $12, I want to say. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say that that's like more than fair. I would mm-hmm. say that that's like cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. thinking like for this to be fair, it would need to be under like, I was going to say like $20. Well, let me, so, oh, fuck, the receipt I think is in the trash can. Oh, that's fine. Don't, don't do that. I've never <laughs> kept a receipt. Every time you ask me, I'm like, the receipt is like in my car and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even going to think about going to get it. But yeah, I the mean, the receipt could be like on the kitchen counter, and I'd be like, "Nah, fuck it, it doesn't really matter." That's cool. But this is a delicious riesling. So for our, you know, for our whiskey drinkers that want to yeah. take it easy on their palate one day, it is on the sweeter side. It is. I will say mm-hmm. rieslings are the more of a sweeter mm-hmm. white, uh, less sweet than moscato, but still yeah. pretty sweet. This is like as sweet as I'll go. Mm-hmm. This is my idea of a dessert wine. This is like what I would have for mm-hmm. a sweet wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a big Riesling fan. Yeah. Yeah. So, Pretty good. So this week we're saying goodbye to Ben and Polly. Mm-hmm. The dynamic duo. Dynamic duo came to an end. Uh, Ian and Barbara part deux. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Today, like earlier when we were trying to figure out their first episode. Yeah. And then he said, they both had the same first episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, they're going, they're coming in, mm-hmm. in the same together. They're going out together. And then you reminded me that that is also how Ian and Barbara mm-hmm. came in and left. Mm-hmm. And a weirdly too, in like a romantic entanglement. Yeah. I think that it's more likely that 
um, Ian and Barbara, well, we know that they definitely fucked. Yeah, in they the definitely villa, boned. In the villa in mm-hmm. the Romans. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could say confidently that Ben and Polly did. I don't yeah, think no. they did. I, I think that the, the doctor was trying to throw that energy out there. You know? Well, I think Ben was too. Yeah, but Polly wasn't picking it up. No, no, no. no. Polly she, was not picking up what Ben was throwing down. I think she was totally down for a flirtationship, mm-hmm. but not for anything more than that. Like, ben. honey, we're back in London. Yeah. <laughs> in our well, timeline. Well, and, like, and, and let's be real. Ben spent a lot of time smelling for that ship. and Yeah, he had to go fucking back to that ship. Right. Like, if, if the first thing Ben did did was not return to the fucking ship yeah i would be pissed right because this whole time we've been hearing about this goddamn ship yeah so fucking go well you remember that was part of my like whole frustration in, in yeah the gone, leaving mm-hmm. episode has gone with, with the wind we've gone with the wind there's a lot of issues with that yep uh, <laughs> so that was why i was mad in the last one was because yeah. He spends this whole fucking episode, like five minutes before they left in 1966, and at no point does he smell England. Right. There's an airplane, and he's not like, hmm. Hmm. Right. Like, you know, there's a cannonball, and he's like, oh, let's go. It's definitely, (laughs) we're definitely in London. A fresh fucking cannonball. (laughs) 1966, let's go. But now they're actually there, and at no point, and then at the end, when he finds out, he's just like, oh, Okay, well, gosh, we can go home now. No, home slice. You need to like need take to off the in the other out. direction. You should have been leaving this whole episode. Like, yeah, the whole time. The first when he was gone, the whole time it should have been like because he went he to go gone. catch the boat. Like, if they were gonna make him leave, homeboy saw a calendar in one of these offices. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. In one of these hangers. <laughs> skulking around these hangars and there's just like one of those tear a day away calendars just right. hanging on the wall just something instead there. of like getting them front we're gonna rewrite a magazine the, we're gonna rewrite the faceless ones all right so instead of getting fried in whatever episode what episode two or whatever mm-hmm. instead of getting fried he's actually in there searching around doing his little bin thing being cute and whatever and like on like life magazine on the counter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 1966 mm-hmm. he picks up the life magazine you know Breaks the fourth wall, looks at the camera, and just runs off. Right. And that's the last we see of Ben. I would have totally bought that. That would have been funny. Yeah. That it would have been, been on, po- you know, like, in, instead, they, like, fried him and then, like, kind of low-key, maybe kind of brought him back at the end for a dumb conversation. But, yeah, not really. I would have liked that so much more. Yeah, I agree. Even if it was, like, he was left, but, like, left a note for the doctor and Jamie mm-hmm. and Paula, like... You know, call me. Hey, Polly, we're 1966. Let's go. <laughs> Get your bags Meet me and go, you know? <laughs> you know, I, that would have been a lot better. Um, right. right. But it wasn't. Yeah. Now, what was interesting about that story mm-hmm. was that, so they got written out of episode in episode two, and mm-hmm. they did um, uh, pre-shots. They did uh, filming earlier. The last and then ones. they put it in the last mm-hmm. episode. Their contract was actually supposed to end in episode two of the next story. Ooh, drama. Right. But they got written out essentially a whole story early. Why? Do we know? It's a mystery. Is there God? I mean, I'm sure that it's not like super gossipy. It's probably, I don't know, but I don't know. (laughs) I'm always just like, ever since there was a drama with Vicky and the other doctor on the other sets, I was like... Okay, so I can't find exactly why they left an episode early, Mm -hmm. but better. Okay. I found out that they wanted to get rid of Ben. 
because they felt like three companions was too much. Mm-hmm. And the writers and the runners and everybody uh, really liked Polly and Jamie. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. And when they were like, well, yeah, we're going to get rid of Ben, um, Annika Wills, who plays Polly, mm-hmm. was like, yeah, okay, so I'm going to go too. Yeah, bye. <laughs> and so I'm sure that probably had a part to play in, you know, looking at the fact that this story did take place in the 60s, you know, mm-hmm. just timing wise, it probably just mm-hmm. made more sense mm-hmm. um, to get rid of them when they did. Yeah. Especially since they were also looking at picking up that new girl too. Because remember in the last episode, they were oh, like yeah, yeah, going to yeah. offer it to the girl from Liverpool and right. the actress was like, nah, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good, fam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were planning on dropping Ben, picking her up. And instead they just dropped, they got rid of Polly and Ben and didn't get her. <sighs> so we'll see what this next episode has to offer with just the doctor and Jamie. Yeah. Doctor. I mean, honestly though, like the doctor ideally would want to just be in an episode with Jamie because the doctor loves himself some Jamie. Oh, hard. Yeah. Hardcore already. Just in love with the kid. Yeah. Definitely. his like, Little Padawan just running around for with For yeah. sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like the good old days of Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah. You just have to hope that Jamie doesn't turn into and kill Darth him. Vader, right? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's on the same him. page. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Early days. Mm-hmm. Early days. Mm-hmm. Alternate timeline Anakin mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Padme's still alive. Padme's still alive. <laughs> R.I.P. Padme. R.I.P. Now, Talking about the two actors before mm-hmm. we get into Ben and Polly. Mm-hmm. Annika Wills, in her CV, she's really still best known for Polly. She did a lot of like work. She was kind of a popular actress at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was in a whole bunch of shows. Gotcha. She started her first, ma- like one of her earliest major roles was in 57. And she was 25 when she joined Doctor Who. Uh-huh. I think she was like 18 and hmm. 57. So like when she started, she, she was a very young actress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... She's still really big with the BBC and Big Finish, but like specifically with there's a a big community of classic Doctor Who stuff that's still produced. Mm. So any of these stories where we leave at the end of one story and when we pick up at the beginning of the other, Mm -hmm. they're not connected at all. Mm. There's space for stories there. And so she'll still come in and voice Polly. Gotcha. For like radio dramas or like mm. audio books and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And she's real big in the um, cons, in the convention circuit. Gotcha. Um, and one of the things I thought was interesting while I was reading through her shit was that she actually had a dollar, daughter named Polly hmm. that was born before she was on Doctor Who. Wow. Okay. So Wills hasn't acted on screen really since the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, but I imagine that her presence at cons has really helped Ben and Polly's um, legacy mm-hmm. since so many of these episodes have been missing. Right. And uh, Michael Craze, who was uh, born in 42, died in 98. Mm. He got into acting through musical theater, like mm-hmm. a real winner, mm-hmm. at around 12. And he was in The King and I on Drury Lane and Damn Yankees at the Coliseum, which is pretty fucking awesome. And and this guy also had a kid named Ben. Wow. <laughs> but was born after he was on Doctor Who, which I just, you know, I just kind of like the symmetry there, especially mm-hmm. since one of them was born before they were right. on the show. And one was after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he joined the uh, show, he actually already owned his own film company that he had oh, founded wow. before Doctor Who, and one of their films had already won an award. Nice. So he was, like, accomplished yeah. before he joined. And after the show, uh, like in the 80s, he owned his own pub. Good old Ben. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
slash Michael Craze. Right. Now, unfortunately, he did die of a heart attack on uh, the 8th of December, 1998. Mm. He had fallen down some stairs the day before, and he had heart complications he couldn't have surgery on, and it just the fall led to just, the heart attack. Yeah. But his funeral was attended by hundreds of Doctor Who fans. Aww. And he, because he was like such a regular at conventions, he was, he had a really like close knit following mm. and a bunch of the series, regular stars, including, including Annika Wills. And then people will meet later, like uh, Deborah Watling and Wendy Padbury and the doctor who theme song accompanied in his coffin at the funeral, Aww. which was just really sweet. That's really sweet. Also very sweet. <laughs> so why don't we talk about Ben and Polly? Yeah, let's talk about them. Okay, uh, so let's talk about let's talk about Ben first. Okay, what for you were his like outstanding characteristics? Anything you loved? Anything you hated? Anything like that? I enjoy. Well, I mean, I think that him going always trying to find his way back to the boat was kind of just always like his subplot, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. but I honestly, he's the first male companion where I'm not. I'm, I'm not annoyed with, you right. know, very much intelligent, mm-hmm. you know, yes, he's stuck in a certain mentality, which is like the soldier mentality, mm-hmm. very much like will follow orders. He seems very rule abiding, you know, but he's not needlessly corny. He's not needlessly macho. I feel like he does right. exert some of those qualities yeah. at times, but I think it's because it falls in line with the duty of protecting and being in the military in that mm-hmm. sense right mm-hmm. or in the navy i think that's what he's in so i i honestly did not mind having ben around but mm-hmm. then when i have ben and jamie around i would lean more t- towards jamie in why the do you sense think that like, is um i don't know i think it's because with i think with with jamie it seems just more free-flowing it's very mm. much like he's discovering things and being in learning new things. And mm-hmm. I think that the, that dynamic with the doctor's urge to want to teach and show and expose, it just makes a, a better mix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a Katarina in the doctor in mm-hmm. terms of just like her getting into all this needless trouble. And then the doctor having to do all these like stupid things to get her back, you know, mm-hmm. it's more the, the, the nuances of it. it it's just showing another extreme. I would sure. say. Um, and I find that a bit endearing with Jamie and with Ben, not that I hated him, not that I, but like when I compare the the two of them, I enjoy watching Jamie's journey more than I would Ben's. Sure. Hmm. Sure. Uh, what do you, what would you give here? I'll answer the same question. Uh, I, I liked his like Mm soldier-ness-y aspect because it was fair but it was never, it never seemed truly toxic. Like it never mm-hmm. seemed like domineering or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He seemed to have like good, like emotional maturity mm-hmm. and kind of like you were saying, once they introduced Jamie, it's like, it's like once they introduced Jamie, mm-hmm. Ben had no chance right? because he was, I liked him at one point where he was, but he was always just like a solid dude. Mm-hmm. There was never anything about him that was, I would like, there's nothing about him that I would give as a character trait other than looking for the boat. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's not a great character development. Right. Because if I can't necessarily give you anything other than like he was a soldier looking for his boat. Right. 
And I think that's part of what makes Jamie a little bit more exciting is because mm-hmm. Ben had, uh, it, it reminds me of like the rule of improv where it's yes and. Jamie gives yes and. Mm-hmm. Ben gave but my boat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that shuts down the scene and so mm-hmm. it makes it so you can't like move anywhere because right. of the limited goal. Mm-hmm. And and so, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. Once, once Jamie showed up, Ben had no chance. Right. That being said, what would you give his best episode hold on i can pull up the episode list if you want trip that would be super helpful yeah Mm -hmm. so the episodes for ben and polly Mm -hmm. we started with the war machines Mm -hmm. wotan clan right wotan clan the smugglers Mm -hmm. the 10th planet Mm -hmm. the power of the daleks Mm -hmm. and that was since they all have the the something of the dalek that was the one with like janley badass bitch from the moulin Mm -hmm. rouge Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh the highlanders yes Underwater Menace, mm-hmm. The Moon Base, mm-hmm. The Macro Terror, and The Faceless Ones. Okay. Let me look back at my notes. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, Ben's best episode mm-hmm. might be The Moon Base. Ooh. Just because um, I felt like the banter with the doctor, like mm-hmm. making fun of the doctor and giving him sass, mm-hmm. I appreciated that. I also just appreciated the dynamic that he had with Polly in the sense that he was bouncing ideas off of her, but not overshadowing her Mm -hmm. in any ideas. It was Mm -hmm. very much like a a companionship, like a team working together in in the most uniform sense to get to X. Synergy. Right. Synergy. Um, I mean... Him and Jamie at that point, I felt like that was still, we're straddling the line between Mm -hmm. like, you know, this is uh, for one, but we're going to split it in two type Mm -hmm, of thing. mm -hmm. So I'm not really going to fault him for that. I picked the smugglers Mm -hmm. because as much as I didn't necessarily like the story as a whole, Ben did a really good job of being a strong companion Mm -hmm. for that episode. You know, we're, we're in the last days of Hartnell. Mm-hmm. And he did a, just a really good job of like of the character uh, stepping up and kind of like pushing the plot forward. Right. That was you know that was the one where like they hopped out of the TARDIS and Ben was like, "I smell my boat," mm-hmm. and this is when we, it was still endearing, mm-hmm. and like ran off for the cliffs and Polly was like lottie-dying behind him, and one was like, "Ah, oh, finally, companions that get it." <laughs> And, you know, tootled off behind them. And, and I liked that energy. That was the energy that I was really hoping we were, to get a, we were going to get mm-hmm. through everything else. Gotcha. I felt we were chasing that high for Ben for, the, ben, for the yeah. rest of the season. Yeah, I so like I definitely gave it to the smugglers for best. Conversely, what's the worst for Ben? Let me look back at my notes. Because <laughs> I was like, hmm. Honestly, I, I think... After talking it through, the last one, just oh, because 100%. it really fit, it, was it wasn't worst. anything like his character. Yeah. And yeah, the whole arc was about the fucking boat. So why yeah. at the end okay. are we not making okay. it a big deal, even though we're finally oh, back okay. in the time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, stupid. Yeah. Cause it's not even like, cause I mean like Ben and Polly got dodoed out of that one, you know? Right. And at least with Dodo, she kind of stayed with a fucking character. Mm-hmm. Like, with them, not only did they get yanked out early, but, like, Ben also just, it was like they forgot who he was. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just gave him a just, like, android named Ben, who was like, I'm supposed to find my boat, I guess. Right. 
maybe sometimes. Maybe. Yeah, I definitely, I pick the faceless ones as well. Mm -hmm. So as a whole, when you look back at Ben Jackson, which is, turns out is his last name. Hmm. What do you... (laughs) I write that down because I did not know that. Ben Jackson. So when we look back at Ben Jackson, Mm -hmm. as a whole, what kind of score do you give him for his whole stint on Doctor Who? I would say 7-5. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed him. Yeah. There really, there really wasn't anything that I could say negatively about him. Like, like coming off of Ian going straight into Steven, mm. like, mm-hmm. you know, he was leaps and bounds. Definitely better. the best of the boys. Right. Best of the boys. I gave him a six mm-hmm. because I think he is a quintessential, like, average, like, this is, like, for me, this is like, a good companion. Gotcha. There's nothing stellar. There's nothing where I would like point back and go watch his run necessarily. Mm-hmm. But like, if you want a, I think a stalwart companion, if you're not at least meeting this level, you're not like necessarily a great option. Right. Like this is a good, gotcha. This good, is a good, yeah. Standard yes. to shoot for. And so I want to give him a six. Cause I do think he's better than just like mm-hmm. average, mm-hmm. but I don't think that I think, with to no fault of Ben, it is not his fault. It's not his fault. But that Let's run make that very got, clear. Yeah, it's not your fault, baby. <laughs> but it was like his. He started off so strong, and it just went mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it just catapult, like catapulted, uh, declined really right. quickly, right, right, right. and disappointingly because I liked him at the beginning, and while he was never bad until the last episode, he just wasn't ever. Great. super great yeah i can i can see that you know like if there are any of those episodes that we that he was in if i were to recommend it it probably it was it's not gonna be for ben right i can see that so let's talk about the average for ben what's the average? for all of our rankings okay for every episode okay yours i nearly shat myself when i got these what yours was 6.2 mm. two, 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 you know repeating Right. And would you think mine is higher or lower? Lower. Mine is 6.22222222222222 repeating. Freaky. Exactly the same. Okay. Sorry, guys. Listeners. Refreshing my goblet. Yeah, I thought it was nuts that we had exactly the same score. Like down to literally the Literally the 2222. Yeah, repeating. Like that's a, you know. You know, that's okay. We yeah, were on the same kind of wavelength with yeah. him. I'm, I can dig it. Yeah, I love it. Because I don't think we scored him the same very often. No. Which is kind of nice that it all balances That's, out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. High five. Sip of wine. Chug yours. <laughs> I cannot, girl. I did not eat today. So Polly, who either doesn't have a last name, is Polly Wright, or is possibly Polly Lopez, but I don't. I'm. I don't even want to like entertain I that idea. I am not gonna say she's not Polly Lopez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like a an in actual 1966 like, London. <laughs> oh well, you know maybe, but yeah. was she Cuban? Uh, right, and especially with her like Norwegian looking ass. Like, I mean, like, okay, maybe. Like, I'm sure there are Norwegian-looking people in like Maybe there was a descendant in some... You know, what? We no, do have some name, really pale blonde, like, 
blue hair, blue haired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, yes, yeah, Shusha is real, but like Polly Shusha. is not. Do you know that people said she was the devil? I know. I took a class about Shusha in college. I have a book on her. Shusha. We can oh. talk more about her later. <laughs> Anyways. So Polly, not Lopez. <laughs> what would you give her for her best story? I think her best story was probably her first Ah, uh, the war machines? Mm-hmm. Although she got treated like okay. a secretary, kind of. And, and she was brainwashed like the whole time. That's true. Never mind. I, I thought her, I felt like I remembered her more lively in that episode. Yeah. I loved her in the war machines, but I, which is tough since she was brainwashed, brainwashed the whole time. the entire time. Because that was what my initial reaction was too, but I felt like I couldn't give it best story because she was brainwashed. Yeah. Which... I feel like it's very telling for like how I feel about Polly on the whole. Yeah. But like, yeah. Cause I'm looking back at the, the her other episodes mm-hmm. and I just felt mm-hmm. like for the latter part of her appearances, she kind of went reverted back to what we saw with Susan in terms mm. of just being very much like very scared, very screamy, you know, very much, not the strong-willed, mm-hmm. you know, brave mm. woman that we saw before, you know? And yeah. I wouldn't, I'm not saying that if her character were afraid and screaming and from the get-go that I would hate her because right. if that was the character, that was the character, yeah. right? But the fact that we had an introduction to a more strong brazen mm, version. Mm. And then we see the evolution, the, well, the de evolution, yeah. I guess into this more meek, just scared, you know, mm. very much just like, Oh, poor me characteristic. I think that's what, what I think it's a little far to go that far with Polly. She got screamier, but I even think in the, at the end of her run, she was still. I mean, she was still way stronger than any. She was stronger than most than of like, the women. I would put her up there with Barbara in terms of like, yeah, consistently strong, but not at the same level she was when she was no, introduced. No, but it was to me, it felt down. that's that's the dichotomy that mm-hmm. I felt because to me, she, the way she was introduced was very much yeah. like, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing this, and by the end, I was like, well, like you really reduced her, you know, yeah. in, in the sense of For like. Sure. That that's how drastic it felt to me. It's uh, you know what I feel like she went from being a strong complex character to a strong two dimensional character, right? And so she just lost that complexity. She was just a strong force in the room, mm-hmm. and they wrote the, her character that way. But when it's not complex anymore, the air goes out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you want to you want to know what I picked and What'd see if that pick? helps you? Yeah, it, it was a tie actually for me as I was looking through them. Um, I picked the Tenth Planet and the Highlanders. I was looking at the Highlanders. I, I wrote a lot for her. Yeah, I liked her in those two because. No, I yeah, take it back. Just the Highlanders. The Highlanders. Yeah, just the Highlanders. I I, I liked. As much as I uh, was concerned about some, maybe some of her choices for her in the Highlanders, they were all still like strong moves. You know, the look queen, you need to sell that fucking gold ring so you can, you know, she was still dominating and strong and like made strong choices that weren't necessarily the right choices, but they were still bold and she went for them. Mm -hmm. So I still really liked her in the Highlanders, Mm -hmm. even if I don't think I would have liked her. In right. the Highlanders. 
So that was my pick. Moon base. Yeah. Moon base. Um, because although she was screamy and scared a little bit, mm-hmm. but she really ha- like she was a- she did a good job understanding Jamie's culture. Yeah. Especially when Jamie was talking about the uh, Pied Piper. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she yeah. was the one that made the connections. Like, bitch, we just got him out of like the fucking battle of right. his life. Yeah. Okay. Like the di- the end of his world right. as he knows it like he doesn't know who the fuck these people are right, like yeah. he doesn't even know what we're like we're in a fucking spaceship like seventeen twenty fifty five. 55 how literally how is he supposed to be, fully understand that he's on the moon right like, yeah. like no We've, he's been here for five minutes he cannot understand that he's on the moon right but then just she was the one that yeah. recognized the cybermen she was the one that kind of put all mm. the pieces together you know yeah so she was screamy yes more screamier than she she had been before yeah however she kept with the like her, the intelligence and her discovery was on par to what we've seen yeah polly do before yeah and and when i was talking about the other one that i even though i called it the 10th planet in my notes i was thinking about the moon base mm-hmm. um she was real strong in that and mm-hmm. um even to the extent that like the whole uh, Polly serving coffee. I hated which, that. Which she did several times. Mm-hmm. Every time that she, they, and there was one time where the, someone asked her to serve coffee and I was like, this one is actually degrading. Right. And it wasn't the ones that I think people talk about there. Uh, but like she was asked to serve coffee several times and that's disappointing because that, sh- that should not be a trope that mm-hmm. we're asking one of our, our, we're, we're asking our lead actress to serve coffee several right. times. Like right. that's no, at least in this one, it made plot. It drove the plot mm-hmm. because by serving the coffee, they were able to understand that the sugar was what was poisoning everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. So at least there was a point to it in that right. one. But I, I did. I was a little bit over those coffee. That coffee bullshit. I feel you. So that being her best, the moon base in the Highlanders. What was her worst showing? I want to say maybe the underwater menace. Oh, where she was just like kidnapped, essentially. Yeah, but also like at the at the very beginning in the first episode, she did exactly what you're not supposed to do, which is go into the dark entrance. Oh, she sure did. She just busted up into that cave. Where it was like, bitch, you never uh, go. She picked up the bracelet and the bracelet and walked, and walked, into walked the cave. in like that obviously someone uh, got killed. Something bad happened here. Okay? Take your buddy. You always take a buddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was... And then she was, like, pushing back against the doctor's plan and was yeah. very much just super scared and very disappointing throughout the whole thing. And she really wasn't helping as much as she could have. Mm-mm. You know? So I think, for me, that's that's going to be the word. Her I worst. I think that's fair. I picked... So I picked the Macro Terror for, I feel like, similar reasons. I think the Macro Terror is when she turned her Susanist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was just she be, almost so, became crab dinner. So much gratuitous screaming, which like, to be fair, I would probably scream if I saw a giant crab too. But I also think I would have the wherewithal to pick up the thing of lumber like Ben did. Like, right. you know, like I, the fact that she just completely crumbled when we've seen her be competent before right. was very frustrating. Right. So I think the Macro Terra was really her worst showing. Right. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that everything was bad. 
So uh, what did you give Polly as a, when you look at her on the whole for the whole thing? 6.8. Worse than Ben? Because I, I feel like Vicky was still the standard, you know? Well, sure. But you think she was worse than Ben? No, not worse than Ben. Uh, okay. So I gave Ben a 7.5. I'll give her a 7.8. I mean, you don't have to give Ben a 7.5. I still, I mean, compared to to the other two, he's still up there for me. Well, other people probably debunk him. Maybe. I feel mm. like we, we will. We have several years left. Right, right, right. <laughs> so you want to give Ben a 7.5, Polly a 7.8? Mm-hmm. So I gave Ben a 6. I'm giving Polly a 7. Mm-hmm. I think she's better than Ben. Mm-hmm. But still a good, like, mm-hmm. shoot for Polly. Hope you go up. Mm-hmm. Don't go too much lower than Polly, because mm-hmm. otherwise I'm going to cry. Right. Uh, Don't because- go to this. Yeah, because Polly was really good sometimes and not great a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she was never bad. Mm-hmm. And I might actually recommend someone watch some of Polly's episodes mm-hmm. for Polly, mm-hmm. where I don't necessarily think I would for Ben, but I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly why. And I'm sure that once we got passed into more and more and more and more companions, that she'll be Probably, a general, yeah. uh, like a general companion for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think she'll ever be... She's not one of my top because her potential could be, but it just wasn't delivered on. It would be one that would be interesting to look at, um, like audio dramas, Mm -hmm. the radio dramas and like the audio books, uh, for some of those filler in Mm -hmm. stories that were written later when we are better at writing, uh, female characters. Right. Now, would you like to know what our averages are for Polly? What were they? Do you think they're as close as Ben's? (sighs) Maybe not. I don't think that anything can be as close as Ben's. Yeah. It's a pretty yeah, crazy uh, situation. So your average for Ben, our average for Ben was 6.2 repeating. Mm-hmm. Your average for Polly was 6.27 repeating. Oh, okay. Which is still 6. statistically 8. like ridiculous mm-hmm. that over the course of that many episodes and with all of our different rankings that they would come that close. Right. Especially as like a pair. Cause right. Like, Ian and, and Barbara weren't that close, no. you know? And my average was 6.31 repeating. Wow. Just right all there clustered together. Um, Damn, okay. Which obviously means that we're correct. Duh. The end. The end. Thank you for joining us. Thank That's the end of the so show. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> now, the statistics for our previous rundowns with Ben and Polly. Mm-hmm. For you, mm-hmm. um, you today picked uh, the moon base as Ben's best story. Mm-hmm. Overall, point-wise, it was the 10th planet and the power of the Daleks. Oh, okay. With an eight. I chose the smugglers as his best story, and I actually ranked him highest in the war machines with an eight. Best for Polly, you picked the faceless one. Nope, that's a lie. I, am, I apologize for everybody in the room. <laughs> for Polly, you picked the moon base. And rankings-wise, it was the Smugglers at 8.5. And for me, I picked the Highlanders. And for my rankings, it was actually the Smugglers at 8.8. Yeah. 8. Okay. And worst stories for uh, for both of us, it was the Faceless Ones for mm-hmm. Ben at a 3. And for Polly, uh, you picked the Underwater Menace. I picked the Macro Terror. But in reality, your lowest score for her was the Faceless Ones at a 3. And for me, it was the underwater menace at a four. Got it. Damn. Yeah. So, um, 
overall kind of sitting in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to give me a second, actually, I can pull up our official character rankings and tell you where they fit in. Sounds good. Who are they displacing? Who are they moving down? Mm-hmm. All right. So you put, you have ranked Ben the exact same as Sarah Kingdom. Okay. And just above Katarina and Steven. Mm-hmm. And then Polly is just above Sarah Kingdom and the same as Barbara. Which, like, you know, feels rare. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, Ben is at the same rank as Steven. Hmm. Which, like, almost kind of feels right. Yeah. Because, like, where Steven was annoying in every episode, mm-hmm. his overall story was nice. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ben was great in any individual episode, but, like, his overall was, like, not so nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I can, I can feel that. Mm-hmm. And then Polly, I ranked the same as wow ranked the same as barbara uh so uh that's a kind of fun okay and i think bali and uh barbara bali and barbara (laughs) are interestingly comparable Mm -hmm. susan for me fits right in between ben and polly because i think i gave her some sympathy points we're closing the book on on another on another set of companions how are you feeling i mean we're getting there (laughs) if only you knew no but i mean it's good. Yeah, we just finished our 10th companion. That's insane. Right? Wow. Yeah, so uh, it's just Jamie from now. And I'm so excited to see what this is like. I'm so excited Yeah, to see what this is going to be like. D- uh, the doctor and Jamie just broing out. Yeah. Broing across but space and time. But I'm pretty sure we're going to have one more companion by the end of the next episode. Sure. What do you uh, dream companion? What would you want to see? What would you not want to see? Dodo. <laughs> Literally <laughs> Just anything Dodo shows back but up. Dodo. I'm good. Well, you don't really have to worry. We don't really get repeat companions. I'm, like, I'm happy about that. But I'm excited. Mm-hmm. See how it all fits. I'm excited for you because I know what happens. Oh not only because I've seen all of Doctor Who, but I've already watched next week's episode. And so it's fresh mm-hmm. in my brain hole. Okay. Well. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Pour more wine <laughs> yeah, for that. Yeah. You should. Because that's like It's going to be so fun. For you. I'm so excited. That means it's probably going to be very not enjoyable for me. I mean, you never know. Look, let's be real. If there's one thing I never know, it's how Jen's really going to take an episode. There's one thing I do know, though, is how you're probably going to take next week's story. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. What's next week's story? It's called... I had it right there on the tip of my brain, and then you asked me, and it went away. How very dare you. The evil of the Daleks. All right. And just as like a fun, because I don't think this is really spoilery. I mean, spoiler warning, there are Daleks. This is actually supposed to be their like swan song. They're supposed to be like written off. So big Dalek shebang. Okay. So let's have some fun. This beat is sick. (laughs) Let's get more pizza. Deal. Bye. (laughs) Bye, guys. you so much for tuning in this week and we super appreciate every single one of y'all's support (laughs) we like you a lot we think you're really cool and we appreciate you a whole ton and if you have any questions comments or whiskey recommendations you can find us on instagram at doctor who underscore on the rocks or if you're old-fashioned like me you can email us at media on the rocks pod 
at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, or leave us a review, or like smoke signals, or whatever you can do to help us. Paper airplanes are cool. <laughs> yeah, you can send us a message in a bottle. Uh, hot air balloon with like a banner behind it. Whatever you. Oh, one of those uh, fireworks with a message. Ooh, a dr- a drone display. A drone display. Advertising that, could be good. Uh, that would be cool too. Be anyway, good. or just tell a friend. Yeah. That would That's actually be the easiest Easier one. and cheapest. <laughs> easiest and cheapest. It would just be to tell a friend. Um, but anyway, you want to reach out. We love hearing from you. And we thank you for listening every other week. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>